welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 53, pre- and postnatal vitamins. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey there, Mama. Welcome back for another week on the Breezy Babies podcast. So glad that you chose to come and hang with me today. I am excited to talk about pre and postnatal vitamins today. One of you actually recommended this as the topic for my podcast episode, and I quickly was able to (laughs) say that this is not my specialty. This is not where my expertise lies, but lucky for you, I have an IBCLC friend who does know way more about nutrition because that is what her background is in than I do. And so I knew that she was going to be the perfect person to talk more on this topic. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. I didn't really know that there was a difference between pre and postnatal vitamins. (laughs) When I worked as a nurse in the hospital, we would just tell all of our families who had just delivered to keep taking their prenatal vitamin after they went home and any other medications that we were sending them home with, but there was never any mention or any thought for postnatal vitamins. And so I honestly didn't even know that they existed. <laughs> now the truth is, is that there's not a huge difference between a pre and postnatal vitamin. My guest today is going to explain what the difference is and why it might be a good idea for you to consider switching over to a postnatal vitamin after your baby is born. Now, my guest today, you are going to recognize her voice if you listen to my podcast often. You've listened far back on the episodes because this guest also was um, on my podcast way back on episode 25. She talked about breastfeeding past one year of age, and her name is Allegra Gast. She, like I said, is one of my IBCLC friends. And we live on opposite sides of the country, but I feel like I know her so well because I have chatted with her and I watch her Instagram. And don't you just feel like you kind of get to know people when you follow them on social media, even though you really have never even met them in real life? But Allegra was so nice to record this podcast episode because she is actually due with her baby, her second baby, very soon. So I was so glad to catch her before she starts with all that exciting time of having a baby and going through the postpartum period. 
and share her expertise when it comes to nutrition. Now, before we dive into that, I know that so many of you listening into this podcast are also pregnant. So since I am pregnant, (laughs) my guest Allegra today is pregnant and you may be pregnant as well, or maybe you're planning to be pregnant again in the future. I thought it'd be fun to just chat a little bit about your birthing space. Now, is this something that you have thought about? Because guess what? You are the driver. You are in the driver's seat when it comes to your birthing experience. It is not your nurse. It is not your OBGYN or your midwife. It is you. You are in the driver's seat and you get to decide what kind of birthing experience you want. And one way that you can choose when it comes to your birthing experience, because I know that there's some unexpected things that can happen during labor and delivery. Not everything can go exactly as we plan, but I do think it's really important to think about what some of your goals are when it comes to giving birth, kind of like setting out a roadmap. Like, hey, we're going to get from point A to point B, point B ending with the birth of our baby. And there's lots of different routes that we can take to get there. But what do we want our route to look like? Do we want to go on the highway fast as possible? Do we want to take the scenic route? Do we want to stop for food (laughs) or treats? (laughs) You get the idea, right? There are so many different ways um, to go on this birthing journey. And not everyone is going to have the exact same experience. But one thing that you can control is who you allow into your birthing space. Who do you want to be there? Who do you want to be present while you're giving birth? Now, In the current world that we are living in, um, it's still, you know, COVID precautions in the hospital. You may not have a lot of options when it comes to who is in your birthing space when you deliver. And in some ways, that's kind of nice because can I just tell you a little story? When we had our first baby um, 10 and a half years ago, we just told everyone, we really didn't have a plan. First of all, we just thought, oh, we just go to the hospital and the nurses will tell us what to do. And then the doctor will show up and deliver our baby and we'll just do what they say. We didn't take a birthing class. We really didn't think things through at all (laughs) to tell you the truth. So when I found out that I needed to be induced, we just text everyone in the family and let them know, Hey, we are going in to have the baby. And guess what? Everyone came and showed up (laughs) and we're waiting outside the door for me to deliver. And it was a little stressful. I kind of felt a little rushed, like, Oh my gosh, people are waiting. It's getting late. Um, they've been out for a while. They want to come in and see the baby. And I'm talking, we had grandparents out there, grandparents of the baby. (laughs) We had aunts and uncles of the baby. 
even um, a boyfriend was there <laughs> who we no longer even know. So we were not thinking at all of what we wanted our birthing space to look like. Now, fast forward to our fourth baby and it slowly morphed with each baby. Um, we were really focused this time on more support in our birthing space because when I delivered in the hospital, I did feel like my nurses were supportive of my birth plan to go naturally, keep things as simple as possible, not have any sort of, um, not any sort of methods to speed up labor, just kind of let things happen naturally on their own. While they were very supportive of that, they also were very busy with other patients and other things going on. So I didn't feel like I had a lot of hands on support. I did have my husband there with me and I will plan on having him there for this delivery as well. But I wanted a provider this time who knew more about natural delivery methods because I want more support with laboring and I wanted someone who knew about how to support me with in getting in a tub, getting in warm water, getting in the shower, squatting on the toilet, um, moving around in bed, walking around. Who's more, I wanted someone who was more familiar with natural delivery methods instead of just, you know, being more familiar with, Hey, you lay in bed and you deliver your baby. So everything that we planned for this birthing experience really centered around who is going to be there to really support me through this and have an important role. And what we decided is that I even want my older kids to be able to come in to experience the birth if they want. If they don't want to, they don't have to be in the delivery room. And now when I say delivery room, I am planning a home birth this time. So I'm talking about my master bedroom. So that's going to look a little bit different this time, but I wanted them to be able to come in and go as they wanted. And we also decided to have a birth photographer and videographer. Now you might be listening and you might be thinking, no, I don't want to give birth in my master bedroom. I don't want a videographer. I don't want my kids in there. <laughs> I would prefer a doctor. That's totally cool. Like I said, everyone's birth experience is going to look so different, but I just want you to know that you can choose what you want your birthing space to look like. It's totally your choice. You are in the driver's seat and you even get to choose what thoughts you allow into your birthing space. Now, when some people find out that I am planning on delivering at home, they have some pretty strong opinions about that. And I could choose to accept those thoughts and make them my thoughts, or I can choose to stick with, Hey, this is what we've decided. This is what we feel is right for us. And this is the path that we're going to take. And I'm not going to allow those other thoughts into my birthing space. So I'm going to give that to you as well as an idea, something that you can think about if you are pregnant with your baby, even if you did it one way with your previous baby, just know that you can have a different birthing experience with every baby and you can decide what your birthing space 
want what you want it to look like every time. So there you have it. <laughs> that is your homework for the week. Jot down some notes in your phone about what you would like your birthing space to look like. Are you ready to hear from my guest? She is so smart. She is going to offer you some information about pre and postnatal vitamins that is hopefully going to educate you just like it educated me. <laughs> like I said, I'm not an expert on this topic. So without further ado, here is Lager Gast here to share her top three tips on pre and postnatal vitamins. Hey everyone, my name is Aliker Gast and I'm a registered dietitian, international board certified lactation consultant, and postpartum doula. I run an in-person and virtual private practice called Aloha Nutrition, where I help moms and families with their breastfeeding and nutrition goals. I have a huge passion for helping moms in the postpartum period because when they take care of themselves, when they feel better, they can be a better parent and take better care of their baby. I started my private practice in Hawaii, which is why I named it Aloha Nutrition. And Aloha means love, love and affection. And what greater love than a mother's love? You know, moms bend over backwards for their babies. They go through cracked nipples, periods of postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, you know, they eliminate foods from their diet all for their baby. So there's so much love for a baby, for their babies. So my passion is really just to help moms in this postpartum period because it is hard. So I just wanted to thank Brianne for inviting me to talk to you all about breastfeeding and nutrition. And part of that goes into supplements in the postpartum period. So um, I get this question a lot about prenatal vitamins and if you need to continue taking it. And I actually wanted to talk about postnatal vitamins. So did you know that there's a difference between prenatal vitamins and postnatal vitamins? So before diving into the difference between the two, I first wanted to address um, whether we should continue taking a supplement in the postpartum period. So I know our doctors, OBs, midwives are all recommend taking a prenatal vitamin during pregnancy, but what about after you have the baby? Should you continue taking something? And yes, yes, you do want to continue taking a supplement, whether that's a prenatal or a postnatal vitamin. And the reason is because breastfeeding and just the postpartum period is actually so much more demanding on the body than pregnancy is. So yes, with pregnancy, you're growing a human being from scratch, but you're still providing nutrients in the postpartum period if you're breastfeeding. And even if you're not breastfeeding, you have been depleted of those nutrients during pregnancy and then during labor and delivery that now you are nutrient depleted. And honestly, it's pretty hard to have a quote-unquote perfect diet in the postpartum period with a baby with a sleep deprivation. So taking a supplement can be helpful in supplementing your diet and still providing you with those nutrients that you need to help with your recovery, to help with your mood, to help with your energy stores. Um, so you definitely want to continue taking a supplement 
even if you're not breastfeeding. So the general recommendations are for many health professionals are if you're not breastfeeding to continue taking a prenatal postnatal vitamin until at least six months postpartum at a minimum, but even up to a year, just because you are so nutrient depleted from pregnancy and then labor and delivery. So you want to make sure that you are optimizing your nutrition and you're replenishing your lost nutrients. If you are breastfeeding, you want to continue taking a supplement for the entire duration that you are breastfeeding. So even after one years old, one and a half, if you're going, if you're breastfeeding two plus years, you want to continue taking a vitamin just because breastfeeding is very demanding on the body. Even if you're nursing into toddlerhood and they're just nursing once or twice a day, you still want to make sure that you're optimizing your nutrition and you're getting everything that you need. So I definitely recommend continuing to take a supplement. So what's the difference between prenatals and postnatal vitamins? So prenatal vitamins are meant for the prenatal period, preconception and prenatal pregnancy. And then postnatal vitamins are for the postpartum period. So there's actually not a huge difference. So I'd rather you take you know, at least continue your prenatals, but if you can, switch into a quality postnatal vitamin can be helpful. But the main difference is probably the amount of nutrients in the two. So for example, vitamin D, your needs actually increase um, during breastfeeding compared to pregnancy. And then same with choline. Your choline needs actually increase during breastfeeding compared to pregnancy. So when we're looking for a postnatal vitamin, there are so many out there on the market. And some of the main things I encourage you look for are, for one, that the supplement contains methyl folate instead of folic acid or methyl cobalamin instead of cyanocobalamin. So vitamins come in inactive forms and active forms. If the vitamin comes in an inactive form, your body has to go through extra processes to convert it into the active form to make it readily available and usable in your body. And a lot of the cheaper vitamins are the inactive form. And what happens if our body is not optimizing these vitamins well? What if we're not actually converting it well? So we ideally want to look for a vitamin that is already in the active form. Our bodies can use it right away. It doesn't have to go through extra processes or steps to activate it and to use it. You know, it's ready to go. So looking for active forms of nutrients can be very helpful. So another one is looking for vitamin D3 as opposed to D2. You don't want D2. We want D3. That's the active form. We want the methylfolate instead of the folic acid. You also want to look for choline. So some of you probably have never even heard of choline before, but choline is a B-like vitamin and it is responsible for baby's brain development. It helps with it's a it helps with our neurotransmitter acetylcholine. Um, and unfortunately, many vitamins do not have choline in it. But research is showing more and more how important choline is for not just our mood, but baby and baby's 
development. Um, choline is found in eggs and animal products, um, very small amounts in, in plant-based products. So if you're vegan or vegetarian, you definitely want to make sure that your vitamin has choline in it. Um, the recommendation for breastfeeding is 550. So if you can look for a supplement that has at least 300 milligrams, that would be good. Or if you can just eat more eggs in your diet or even liver, beef liver. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have ever tried liver before, but liver is a really good source of choline. You also want to look for iodine and selenium. So these are other two minerals that are not popular and they're not found in a lot of the generic brands, but they're so important for baby's development. Um, vitamin K2 is also important. And kind of reviewing the benefits of breast milk, yes, breast milk has everything your baby needs, but research is showing that a lot of the nutrients is dependent on mom's nutrient stores. So if moms are not eating a good diet, if we're not getting enough of these vitamins, it will affect the concentration and the amount in our breast milk. So, you know, breast milk is perfect, but you can enhance the concentration by enhancing the concentration in your diet. So taking a vitamin that's going to have these nutrients are then going to get into your breast milk and benefit baby. So that's another big reason why, you know, I recommend taking a quality vitamin that has these because it is increasing the concentration in your breast milk, therefore benefiting baby. You also want to make sure that there's no artificial colors, any artificial flavors or fillers or anything like that. Um, so those are probably the main things that I would look for. I mean, definitely there are many other things. Um, a big thing with supplements is just knowing that supplements are meant to supplement your diet. So I know people will ask, well, okay, well, this is great to know, but which one do you recommend? Which supplement should I get? And it's really hard to say because we all eat so differently. You know, what one person eats um, and what one person needs in a vitamin might be very different from someone else. So I do offer one-on-one -on -one supplement consults to help you find one that works for you. But, you know, kind of taking an assessment of what you're eating, you can track your own food in an app called Chronometer, um, which Chronometer will then take what you're eating and break it down into vitamins and minerals. And you can see where you're low in certain vitamins and minerals. And then you might want to look for a supplement that has that. So, for example, choline I mentioned is very important and a lot of vitamins don't have it. But if you're eating a lot of eggs, if you're incorporating beef into your diet, then you're probably getting enough choline that you don't need to stress on finding a supplement that has choline in it. Um, but say you've gotten rid of eggs because your baby's allergic, then you probably are a little lower on the choline. So you'd want to just find a supplement that will have choline. So that's just one nutrient example. But, you know, some of the brands, um, I really like Full Circle. I love Mega Foods, Baby and Me Too. Um, I Am Nurtured is another one. Naturello. 
Um, you know, there's so many on the market and it's really hard to say, but if you want to download the checklist, which I think Brianne has put in the notes, um, I have a free checklist that kind of guides you through. Um, one of the ones I don't recommend that is pretty popular, surprisingly, is Ritual. So Ritual really only has 10 nutrients, 10 to 12 nutrients, and that's just not enough. You know, where are all the other B vitamins? Um, the vitamin D is on the lower end. Um, so, you know, just because there's good advertising, they have a good website, you know, you really want to look at what all is in the actual vitamin itself. Um, so definitely look for the methyl, methylfolate, methylcobalamin, um, look for that choline, the iodine, selenium, and then just be mindful of kind of what you're eating and um, what you're doing and maybe looking for a supplement with that. I recommend finishing off your prenatal vitamins and then switching to a postnatal. So if you still have a bottle of prenatal vitamins, don't throw it away, you know, use it up and then you can switch to a postnatal vitamin. All right. So hopefully that kind of helps. Um, you know, there's so many supplements out there. I know it's overwhelming. I know it's like, oh my gosh, kind of daunting. But, you know, at least take something. It's Taking something is better than nothing. And if you are really happy with your prenatal vitamin, then you could just continue your prenatal vitamin. Just be mindful of the nutrients that might be a little lower and just try to focus more on that, maybe through your diet or taking an additional supplement. Um, but yeah, well, thank you all so much. And let me know if you have any questions. You can follow me along on Instagram at aloha.nutrition. All right, take care. There you have it. So good, right? Now you know the difference between pre and postnatal vitamins. And of course, if you are trying to get through your bottle of prenatal vitamins, there's no harm in just finishing it. Why waste it? Why throw it away? But you may want to think about snagging a postnatal supplement or having one on hand so that you can get those higher amounts of vitamin A, C, D, K, all those minerals, calcium, magnesium. If you're still kind of confused on what vitamin is best for you, Allegra can help you. Like I said, she is the expert on this. I will put a link to her checklist in the show notes. You can also go and chat with her over on Instagram and I will put her handle in the show notes as well. And I know that she's going to be such a beneficial tool for you to use as you navigate through nutrition and breastfeeding. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out today. I love sharing with you. Of course, if you have any suggestions for future podcast episodes, you can totally send me a DM on Instagram. You can send me an email and I love hearing from you, especially when you leave me a review here on Apple podcast that helps other families to find me and find this information that they could use in their life as well. Of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are a good friend to all. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.